Are you ready to get fired up? This is the Spitfire Podcast with your host, Lauren Lemunyan, the Spitfire Coach, a certified life and business coach out of Washington, D.C. We're talking to everyday people on the topics that burn them out and ignite their passion. So sit back, relax, and get ready to spit some fire. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Lauren Lemunyan, and I'm super excited that you have joined us for season two of the Spitfire podcast. Now, if you didn't catch any of the episodes in season one, fear not. They're available on our website at spitfirepodcast.com, or you can listen to them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So head on over there, click the link, download it, subscribe, tell your friends, and enjoy the show going on Spitfires. It's your host Lauren Lemonian, the Spitfire coach coming to you out of a gloomy Washington DC. I was very much looking forward to springtime weather. It is gloomy and I'm hoping by the time this podcast comes out that things will turn around and I will get some vitamin D love on my skin. I am coming to you right after an amazing session. I don't know what is in the air. I feel like my clients are just spitting some serious fire but I love capturing the light bulbs they have so I can pass them on to you because, you know, not everybody is into coaching. Not everybody can afford coaching, but I want to feel like you're getting a little coaching action right in your ears. So we're going to drop some knowledge. We're going to spit some fire. We're going to fire you up so that you have the tools to make some magic happen. So the theme of today is the voice that you are telling yourself in. Now that sounds kind of abstract and maybe a little woo-woo, but we're going to go there. So in any language, there's the active tense, so the present tense, there's the future tense, and then there's also the past tense. Now, when I think about the way that people tell stories about themselves, it's usually in a very passive way. So meaning you are a passive recipient of the story. The story is happening to you. But what if we could dial up the active voice? What if we could look at the active decisions that we were making for ourselves in the past, in the current, and in the future? So my client was seeing himself as a victim of circumstance, of life happening to him, of him fleeing from situations. And when we actually dug into it, he was able to tell the story in an active voice, that he was actively choosing not to engage with people, that he was actively choosing his happiness, that he was actively choosing to get out of that situation. And when he was able to tell it from that perspective, the light bulb went off. He started connecting the dots in other areas of his life that he was telling this passive story to. So I gave him some homework, and you guys can try this too, about looking at five, maybe let's start with three, three really monumental stories that make you you. And tell the story. What does the story look like? What happened? Who was involved? What decisions did you make? What was the outcome? And then come back to it after you've written those stories down. Maybe take a day or two and have a fresh perspective. And I want you to think of it in the active voice. What were the active decisions where you are the hero of the story? where you are an active participant, not coming from a place of things you should have done, not coming from a place of judgment, but coming from a place of acknowledgement that you did not make a mistake because mistakes don't exist. We are doing the best we can with what we have, with what we know. If you had known better, you would have done better. 
So put yourself into that perspective of you going through that situation. You know, why did you think that way? What were the uh, what were the other factors that contributed to your decision? And think of it from your perspective only. Now, things may have happened. Things that were traumatic, things that were stress-inducing. But how did you come out ahead? How did it add to your resilience, your strength, your courage, your badassness? How did it contribute to your Spitfire story? Now, if we're only looking at it as wounds and scars and damage, are we going to lead with that as a point of strength? Or are we going to be ashamed of it? So own your truth. Own the piece of you from an active voice that helps to build you up rather than make you hide. Because those are the pieces that make us beautiful. It's what makes us special. It's what allows other people to see themselves in us and to connect with us. Think about those things that you've been hiding behind. And how can you tell the story from an active voice? So the other piece of this is understanding the cycle from belief to action. And if you think it's just that quick of you have the belief, then you act on it. Uh, we're going to do a little deeper dive in this. So essentially, we have belief systems that come from us, come from other people, come from past experiences. It's the way that we look out onto things. It's the way that we have filters and perspectives on situations. So when we have the belief system intact, there'll be some sort of catalyst or stimulus that when it's met with the belief will create the thought. So the thought could be something that pops into your head. Now, the thought sits in your mental dimension, and when the mixture happens, it creates feelings. So when we have the belief with the thought, we get our perception of it, and that creates a feeling. Now, when the thought and the feeling are playing off of each other, you remember we were talking about resentments and past issues? It creates that fire up of emotion, which makes us feel like we're out of control a lot of times. And then that creates a physical reaction. So we either act on it, we could, fl- we could have fight, we could have flight, we could choose to do nothing and hide. But you see how all of these things interplay with each other. And then our actions will become part of our story back in our belief system. So it's either reinforcing or it's challenging it. So we have opportunities to be objective and be aware of this, but what ends up happening is the cycle is so fast, if you're not aware of it, that it feels like we're out of control. It literally feels like we're spiraling out. So imagine a super fast cycle. It's whipping you around. You're powerless to it. But imagine if you slowed it down by 10%, by 20%, by 30%. Imagine if you were more conscious and aware of your belief system at the front end. What's a belief system that works for you and supports you in the now? Not in the future, but in the now. And how does that impact the thoughts that you have? What are the thoughts that reinforce your belief system and who you are? Not who you're supposed to be, but who you are. And what are those feelings that when they show up in your body, how do they signal to you that you need to pay attention to them? We've talked about the whisper, then the talk, then the yell, then the screaming, and then the paralysis. So our body and our feelings are talking to each other. They're saying something's not right here. Not you're not right here, but something is happening within us that doesn't work for us. And this is where you can go back to your values. And if you haven't done that exercise, highly recommend doing it because you got to understand what's being triggered, what's being challenged, what's being threatened so you can understand how to better set yourself up. So 
if a value is being challenged, how do you need to protect that? How do you need to take care of it? Maybe you're not honoring a value. Maybe someone keeps walking all over you, but you're not sticking up for yourself. And this is the problem when we look at conflict as always being a fight. To me, conflict is understanding where values are being challenged, where values aren't being served. It's really our ability to respect and take care of our values. That's what conflict is. So I'm making an active choice to take care of my values. I'm making an active choice for me. That's what conflict is. It's not about me being right and you being wrong. It's not about me making you hear what I have to say. Because guess what? I'm not in control of you. You're not in control of me. And 99.9% of the time, we're not listening to each other. We're going forward with our own agendas. So we think that, you know, conflict is, is necessary in this icky way. But what if conflict would just be an understanding that we just don't agree? And maybe we can come back to it when we're more composed, when we're more open, when we're looking for common ground, when we're looking for commonality. You see how the knee-jerk reaction becomes self-preservation, becomes self-protection, becomes agenda pushing? You see how when you slow it down, things become a lot more intentional? You can hear clearer. You can understand. You can have space to ask questions. It's pretty amazing. All it takes is a little slowdown. Maybe it's the power of pause. Or maybe it's setting yourself up with a powerful mantra that you remind yourself of. It's being aware. It's, it's slowing down the reaction time. And if the reaction happens, it's being mature enough to acknowledge what you want and what you don't want. And if you have to leave the room to compose yourself to get your heart rate down, go for it. But you are only responsible for you, your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, your feelings. No one else has power unless you give it to them. So own your power. Be responsible with your power. And that, in turn, will inspire other people's power. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know what you guys think. I'd love to hear some of your values in play and how you're preserving them and really supporting them. And feel free to share this with friends. Head on over to spitfirepodcast.com. Leave some comments. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And until next time, keep being awesome.